T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, got a few things I want to do in this hour. Um, kind of where sports and other news kind of intersect is where I want to start the hour because um, there's a lot of buzz about Gabe Kapler and his, I guess, I, I don't want to say, I guess it's a, his statement this week about not wanting to be a part of the national anthem moving forward uh, because of gun violence and he doesn't feel like he's happy with the direction of the country at the moment. So that's his way of delivering a message. But he made an exception for it today because of what today is, which I thought was actually really smart. You know, I think that what's important about these things, whether it's the Kaepernick kneeling and other players joining him in that or any other political statement that comes along with a sporting event or from an athlete, we need to look at the nuance of it and not just be pissed off because the person's doing something we don't agree with. Like, I, I, I don't I, I don't personally care one way or the other what Gabe Kapler does. It's, I mean, if he, if he wants to make that statement, he should be perfectly free to make that statement without people being ridiculous about it. And if he wanted to be the opposite. I mean, they, you ask other guys. If you ask Tony LaRusso that question, you'd get the exact opposite answer. And that's cool, too. But what I liked about Kapler here and what I like in general is nuance. It's the recognition that you don't have to do something in a in a blanketed sort of way. There can be exceptions. There can be situations that are different than others. And that's that's what I liked about Gabe Kapler's situation. Again, I don't know if I would do the same thing that he's doing in general, right? He's again, his, so after after the shooting in Uvalde, Texas, he sent out a message on his own website, and he's active on social media, which is unusual for a major league manager. But he's not your normal major league manager. He's a different dude, and he's got his own blog, and he made his points very clear about why he felt like he couldn't stand on the field for the national anthem moving forward. Or at least for the again, for the time being. I don't think he said indefinitely, just 
or forever. I think he just meant for the time being, it doesn't feel right to him because we as a country have not been able to figure out a problem. And because of the way that we are divided, because of the politics of our country, we don't get anything done that could protect innocent people. And in particular, and in this case, innocent children at school. And it's a way of raising it. I mean, like when people make these kinds of statements, what's the point? The point is making you think about it, making you talk about it, getting it into a conversation. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to accept what somebody's saying. You can disagree with Gabe Kapler if you'd like, just like you could disagree with Tony LaRusso, most likely coming at it from the opposite viewpoint. They asked Joe Girardi about it today. Joe Girardi said, yeah, you know what? I wouldn't do that. Again, totally fine. But what I, what I, what I personally liked about Gabe Kapler was making the exception today and also using this to donate and raise awareness for two organizations that do things for the, the public good. One of them is an organization called Everytown that is trying to end gun violence. That's it. That's the stated goal of this organization. It's a charitable organization. And then he donated as well to Heart and Armor, which is an organization dedicated to um, helping veterans. So what he's doing is saying, okay, in general, I think we're in a bad place right now. This is what he's saying. I'm paraphrasing. But we're in a bad place right now. It's making me angry. It's making this not feel right. And one way that I can use my voice to try to affect some kind of change is to take this action. And that is, I'm not going to be out there for the anthem. Now, he wasn't going to kneel. He was just going to stay in the clubhouse. And there have been examples, by the way. There, there are people, players, coaches, whatever, that have stayed in the clubhouse in the past for the anthem for different reasons. One of them, uh, you guys may remember Lou Whitaker was a second baseman. He would never come out because he was a Jehovah's Witness and it was against his religion to honor the flag, to to honor some other entity. So he would just stay in and then come out after it was over and, you know, no, no big deal, really. I mean, that was also in the 70s and 80s and things weren't really politically heated back then, not to the way that they are now. Not in fighting. Back then it was more about the enemies outside our gates as opposed to all of us that are already inside the gate. But, but getting back to Kapler, what I like, though, is the ability and the willingness to say, but there are exceptions to this rule that I'm now implementing for myself. That, hey, today is Memorial Day. Today, we are honoring sacrifice from people who served. And in their honor, I'm going to do this now because that is what I'm, that, that's the point of this today. So I, I think that that willingness to, to, to have some nuance, that willingness to not have to be 100% all over it, all or it doesn't have to be all or nothing. I, I like that. And I also find it to be consistent in that, all right, so I don't like this thing and I want to make sure that I'm doing what I can to make that clear so maybe it, it gets a conversation started. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But what do we all have? We all have a voice. You know, some of us, it's you know, me. I, I have a voice literally on the radio. Um, you know, Gabe Kapler has a voice because of the position that he has. You have whatever voice you have. 
Uh, it could be as simple as me getting a bullhorn and standing down on the corner. That's my voice. We all have that, but I admire people that understand and act on this idea that it's not all one thing all the time, that you can hold beliefs and act on them, but you can hold beliefs that might not all be the same. So again, because I make this other statement, I'm not happy with our current place in this country. Again, Gabe Kapler's message from the other day. Doesn't mean that I'm not going to honor people that sacrificed to make the country what it is. So I thought that part of it was cool. I mean, I I know most people got to get mad one way or the other, you know. No exceptions. If you're going to be tough on it, then be tough on it. And then the other side is, you know, you can't ever take any shots at the country. And like, okay, yes, you can. If you want anything to be better, you take shots at it. If you want a family member or a friend to be better, you got to tell them they need to be better. You need me to be better. You got to tell me I need to be better because I might not realize it. I mean, that's kind of half the nature of when you're doing something weird or wrong is that you don't always know it. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Or you don't know how to fix it. So... 
again, I, I'm fine with you know the statements that that he made initially. I'm fine with the exception on this, and I'm fine with the managers and players and everybody else that would disagree and say, no, 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 we still need to do this every day. Go ahead. You're cool. Nobody's saying you shouldn't. Or at least I'm not saying you shouldn't. All right, kind of on that note, it's not exactly the same thing, but there's a similarity in the conversation that Tom Ackerman had with John Moselock yesterday. Now, there's a lot of baseball to it. You're going to get both parts of it. But at the beginning, um, Tom and Mo talked a bit about the gun violence in the country and the reaction to it. And I thought Mo had some really thoughtful things to say about it. And then, of course, they transitioned into a baseball conversation. So I want you to hear that coming up next here on Camelax. All right, good to be back with you here on Sports Home Online on a Monday night. Yesterday on Sports on a Sunday morning, Tom Ackerman had his regular weekly visit with John Mosaylock. A lot of interesting baseball stuff in there, which I want you to hear a bit of. Uh, but also at the beginning, the two of them touched on the news of the week, which obviously revolves around the school shooting down in Texas. And it's not something you always get a conversation about from a sports show, but obviously Tom is uh, a valid, a valued and important part of Total Information AM. He works in news every single day. Uh, both Tom and Mo are citizens of the country and people who live in this world just like the rest of us. And I always love the stick to sports thing. Now, to a degree, I do on Sports Open Line because it's a show geared toward that. But it doesn't mean it's mandatory. And it doesn't mean that people who work in sports aren't involved in all of this stuff the same way that everybody else is. I thought it was interesting that Tom kicked off the conversation with Mo yesterday talking about what everybody's talking about, which is the school shootings. You know, our hearts have been heavy this week, and we just had on the air uh, Daniel Suarez, NASCAR driver, the only Mexican driver in the NASCAR Cup Series. That was an interview that I recorded with him before uh, the tragedy in Texas. He grew up in Monterey, Mexico, so I was thinking about him not too far from the border and not too far from Uvalde, Texas, where... Uh, 19 children, two teachers were tragically uh, killed in a school shooting. And I, I haven't had a chance to talk to you about it. And I just wanted to uh, open things up by seeing what's been on your mind in the wake of this tragedy. Well, thanks, Tom. And uh, obviously uh, a, a very difficult topic and one that has gotten some attention um, here in the baseball world as well. And, you know, I, I think the one thing that, that, we can all agree on what's currently happening in our society um, with relationship to gun violence is it's out of control. And, you know, unfortunately that, that the powers that be can't really find a way to resolve this problem. And if you, if you really think about this, this generation of children that are growing up, having to think about school shootings, having to think about protecting um, themselves if there's an active shooter in the school, or now in a grocery store or other places where this is happening, it's, it's, it just saddens you. And, um, you know, what you can hope for or pray for is, is that the people that can make a difference, the people that, that can help eliminate this from being a problem in our country do so. And, and I just feel like as you listen and read and, and see what's going on in our country, it, it, is, it is sad. And, you know, you can, you can only hope for change. And, you know, I, I hope people look at, at what's happening when you think about gun violence and and you hope that there's a, a way to restrict access to guns, put things in a, a more modern way of thinking about it. And, uh, you know, I really hope that that there is some change because, you know, it, it's just so sad every day you wake up and you read something 
about somebody being shot or murdered and, and then what you're seeing in schools and it's, it's horrible. So, um, I thank you for asking me and, um, I only hope that, that, um, the people that can create change will do so. We are seeing the manager of the Giants, Gabe Kapler, uh, get some support from other managers around baseball who has decided to avoid the field during the national anthem as a protest. Uh, He has said, quote, until I feel better about the direction of our country, unquote. He doesn't plan to be on the field for the anthem. Um, Your feelings on that? Well, I think everybody needs to do what they feel they should do um, right now. And, you know, it's it's. It's a situation where, where, when you think about what is currently happening in our country, it, it's not in a good place. Um, do I know what the right response is to to deal with that? I don't, and I think like, you know, if if Gabe feels like this is his best way of of showing his feelings and expressing it, he should have that right. And I think everybody should have their own right and how they think about it. But you know, there's I think we all agree that that something needs to be done differently. And I think that's ultimately what people are hoping for. It is unthinkable that it's been since 1999 when we witnessed Columbine. And I know that's um, close to your heart as well because you were from that area, you're from Boulder. Um, hard to believe that that was 23 years ago, Mo. Yeah, it's incredible. And you know, I remember I was actually at a college game watching a slew play when I learned about that and you know that that's sort of sad when you when you you know exactly where you were when you heard about something and because that usually means something like really dramatic happened um, either for the positive or for the negative and that was certainly for the negative and you know I really think after 20 or uh, 2004 when the assault rifle ban um, was not continued i think that's been this like slippery slope ever since but don't want to get too into politics but i i just certainly think like where we are today things have to be done differently well i appreciate your thoughts on it very much uh shifting our attention to baseball uh, what a day yesterday <laughs> you uh you drafted nolan gorman you traded for matthew liberator someday they should make a movie about this uh, these two players coming together and it would be a true story that they experienced what they did yesterday at bush stadium is just another chapter in the story what a scene first home run for nolan and the first major league win for matthew yeah i would imagine if you think back to their last 10 days how how, how cool is that um just to to be able to uh to both come up you know get the call up to the big leagues same time uh, to, to be able to play together and to have a game like yesterday where they were both, you know, obviously uh, massive contributors to the success of that game. So, you know, I hope that bodes well for our future, frankly. But I'm also think just for the two of them, that had to be a really special 10 days. And, you know, I, I can only imagine that they're hoping this continues for a long, long time. And, and that would be really an incredible story. What kind of a person is Matthew and Libby as he's referred to by his teammates what I had heard in spring training from you and from Ollie was the competitiveness in him was starting to show up that he felt like you know I want to go after a spot in the rotation that that was a great moment in his career wasn't it yeah I think like in, in Libby's case you know like you always have that sort of like prospect label when you're picked high you get a large signing bonus and at some point you have to like get rid of that label, improve your an everyday major leaguer. And I think, you know, early on he was able to come to camp 
early, um, participate in the minor league camp. And, and I think what we were seeing from him was like he knew his time was getting close. And that is always like a, a really encouraging thing to see. Uh, I mean, I think back to like even like Adam Wainwright when, you know, he came to camp in 05 and it was like, you know, he was ready. He wanted to, to show he was a big leaguer. And when guys sort of take that step and, and don't want to be considered a prospect anymore, but want to be considered someone for your, your active 26-man roster, that's really encouraging. And I think in, in Libby's case, we were seeing that this spring. Obviously, he went down to Memphis. He was competing and pitching well. You know, there's still things he's young that he has to work on and learn and, and grow with. But from a talent standpoint and a readiness right now, he looks like uh, um, he's someone that can help us uh, win games. And, you know, he did so yesterday, and that was great to see. And we know Nolan Gorman can put a charge into a baseball, and he was 4-4 four for four yesterday and hit an absolute bomb of a home run. Uh, what is he looking like to you at second base? And Tommy Edmonds said, I'll take shortstop. That's fine. I mean, he looks good there. You know, I was talking with uh, our guys the other day about how, like, you know, like I always admired, like, Zobrist as a player um, because, like, he just gave you so much flexibility. He could play the outfield, play the middle infield, could really just stand anywhere you needed him to. And, you know, the one thing you're starting to, to see emerge from our club right now is a couple guys with, with that skill. And, you know, Tommy Edmond, obviously a gold club second baseman, moves over. Looks like we haven't missed a beat from that standpoint when you look at what you're getting out of Brendan Donovan in terms of where you can position him, you're just creating a lot of flexibility for our manager. And I think that's, that's great to see. And you asked uh, about, you know, what do I think defensively of what you're seeing out of, of Nolan Gorman? I think like one of the things we all have to remind ourselves of, you know, is he's a position change guy. He came up as a third baseman. And so now getting work at, at, at second over the last year or so, but I think the adjustment's gone very well. And I think, you know, his confidence is growing at second base, and I think he'll only get better. So, you know, I'm pretty excited about what we're seeing there. And, of course, when you go 4-4-4, four four four, everything sort of looks good. Yeah, sure, it certainly does. John Mosellock, Cardinals president of baseball operations, is with us for just a little bit longer. Uh, Pitching-wise, we see Miles Michaelis on the hill today, 3-2 and two with a 1.96 ERA. What a great bounce back for him. Just your overall view of this rotation right now and where things stand, including the fact that Jordan Hicks – um, has had to take a step back. Well, look, we're a little banged up, but you know, obviously, guys are going to get opportunities to eat innings, and and you saw it yesterday with with somebody like Libby, and so you know, I think it's it's critical for us to see somebody like Dakota Hudson continue to to make adjustments. Um, I thought the other night he his pace was better, which I was encouraged about, and you know, clearly from a strike standpoint, you got you got to just keep throwing and, and pounding that strike zone. So I do think you know he's getting closer. So that part of things is is encouraging. Now, you know, getting Matt's back and and getting Jack Flaherty back will only make us stronger. And, you know, the key is, is, you know, can we stay afloat between now and then? And, you know, right now when you see somebody like a Libby step up and do what he did, that's pretty reassuring. So, you know, it's going to be a a tough week for us because we're going to have to have a spot start tomorrow or at least uh, someone new in the rotation tomorrow. And then we have that doubleheader on, on Saturday in Chicago. So, you know, we'll be tested, but um, hopefully our depth will uh, get us through this. There you go, John Mosellock with Tom Ackerman on Sports on a Sunday morning. And we saw that today, right? He was talking about Packy Naughton getting the start today. Uh, then Palante followed him. And I wouldn't be shocked if those are the guys that start the games in Chicago. You know, you'll have an extra man uh, for the doubleheader. You'll have a 27th man. That'll, very, very, that'll be a pitcher. 
whether it's Rondon or Woodford or whatever, that'll be a pitcher um, who can give you some innings. And yeah, they got to get through a, a difficult week workload wise because you got eight games this week. Um, but you know, I, I don't think they're in as bad a spot as they were in last year. Very clearly, um, Miles Michaelis helps with that. Having Dakota Hudson back helps with that. And then having some of the guys now, like Libertor, being ready to to try to get big league hitters out, and having a guy like Palante at the big league level, you're in a better spot last this year than you were last year because more of these guys throw strikes. Um, all right, stick around. We're gonna we're gonna talk a bit more about rotation depth, which is why we kind of stopped there, because there's uh, there's always a push to add more, and you know, I, I, honestly, that makes sense. Um, but Dallas Keuchel is out there. Does he make sense for this team? We'll hit that up next here on KMOX. Coming up in a couple of minutes here on Sports Open Line, I'm gonna bring in my friends Chris Ranji and Amy Marks scores. Uh, my friends now, and we will officially all be co-hosts tomorrow uh, on the show, which we kick off at 10 a.m. tomorrow, and then it'll be 10 to 2 weekdays moving forward unless there's a Cardinals game, which there will be on our second day of the show. <laughs> but we know this coming in. Right? And by the way, I'll still be doing some Cardinal stuff like I'll be doing uh, the post game for that Cardinals game on Wednesday. So I'll still be doing baseball stuff and all that. And we're going to do a lot of Cardinals on the show as well. We're going to bring them in in a few minutes just to do a quick tease. And also to try to figure out this problem, not problem. It's not a problem because, well, at least it's not for me. It might be a problem for Ronj, but I posted a, a poll on Twitter earlier asking uh, whether I should prank him first or Amy first, because that's what I do. Like in the building, in the hallways, I'm, I do, I, that's what I do. And sometimes it's creative. Sometimes it's just as simple as coming up and scaring somebody when they don't expect it. Um, and I asked who should be pranked first. And so far, Ranji's getting 75.5% of the votes. So I can't tell if this is because people really want Ranj to get it or if they just like Amy or what. So we'll try to get to the bottom of that uh, in a few minutes here as well. All right, I have a quick hitter here. I, I just wanted to get into this because I've, been, I've had it brought to me a number of times. Uh, a couple of friends texted about it. I had people bring it to me on Twitter. Uh, ben Hawkman wrote a really good piece about it on stltoday.com about the, the rotation and never having enough depth. And you heard John Mosellock talk about the depth being tested at the moment with Matt's down and Flaherty still not back yet and a lot of games this week. And we saw part of the solution today, of course, Packy Naughton and, and Andre Palante, and maybe they both have a role in next Saturday's doubleheader as well, against the Cubs as well. But I've had people ask me about, about Dallas Keuchel. And I, I get the comp. The comp is, hey, this is a little bit like what we saw with John Lester and Jay Happ last year. Two veteran guys near the end of the career, struggling elsewhere. Maybe in their both of their cases, struggling a little bit because the defenses behind them weren't very good. You put them with a team that can catch the baseball like the Cardinals, and maybe you get better results. And you did. You did. You got better results. And now the question is, maybe, maybe this should be kind of the plan for now. Like, maybe we should bring a guy like Dallas Keuchel in. I mean, he's going to clear waivers, guys. I mean, so then it's just going to be, where does he want to be and who makes him an offer? Because nobody's claiming that contract. Not not with the way that he's pitching. And they, I think that's going to be where my focus is. Okay? Um, at this point, I don't think he's any better than what you have. And I'll tell you, I, and I'm going to explain to you why. I mean, number one, in addition to his traditional numbers not being good, he's allowing two base runners per inning, which is unsustainable. You can't do that. Like a like a 1.3 whip is kind of all right. He's at 216. 
So he's allowing more than two base runners inning. And by the way, if it were the first time that it was like that, okay, but it was like that last year. He's got a 780 ADRA. Now, the more advanced look at it through StatCast, his expected ERA, 448, which means that he's had a lot of bad luck and probably some bad defense behind him. But still, the numbers aren't good. Um, he doesn't strike anybody out. His walk rate is up significantly from his career norm, which is a big worry to me. Now, it's still not ridiculous, but it's it's a lot. It's more than it it's way more than it should be for a guy that doesn't strike people out. And what worries me is that it's an extension of last year. And he pitched a lot last year. He threw 2,726 pitches last year and finished with a 528 ERA, but he was worse than that. His expected ERA was 615. So here's my here's my point on the Dallas Keiko thing. He is the pitching version of Paul DeYoung. And it's not meant as a pot shot. It's a saying that it's not just about this year. What we were evaluating DeYoung and his struggles on was not just about this year. Last year told us a lot, too. And that's what we have with Dallas Keuchel. Last year, he ranked in the bottom 2% of the league in strikeout rate. He's in the bottom 4% of the league in strikeout rate now. Again, his walk rate last year was fine. It's worse this year. The quality of contact against him last year was way too good. He got barreled. He's been getting barreled a lot the last two years. And a barrel, for those that don't want to get into the definition, it's simple. It's hard contact combined with the proper launch angle for damage. So league average is like 6.7 barrel percentage. He's at the nine range since the start of last year. That's a big difference. It may not seem like it, but it actually is a really big difference. It's like saying, well, the difference between a 250 hitter and a 300 hitter is not that big of a difference. No, it is. <laughs> it's a really big difference. It may not seem like it because it's a really small number, but it's a huge difference over the course of 162 games. Now, I'm not arguing against the idea of looking for outside pitching help. I'm all for that. I mean, look, but but if I'm going, I want to go better than what I have in-house. Last year, Lester and Hap were better than what you had in-house because they could get you innings and they threw strikes. They didn't walk people. You don't have guys walk in the house right now. We don't have, they don't have that problem. I mean, Hicks did, but he's out of the rotation now. There's a reason why Matthew Libertor is up. There's a reason why Packy Naughton got this look and why Andre Pallante is going to get some looks because they're not walking people. And by the way, I mean, I still like Jake Woodford a lot. I really wish he would get more of a look, more of an opportunity. And maybe he will with that doubleheader next week. And I might be wrong about this. Maybe Keuchel, you make a tweak here or there. And all of a sudden, you know, he's a more competitive guy. Just like just like Lester and, and Hap were last year. But the difference to me is that this is now two straight years where the numbers against him are bad and the expected numbers based on what they're what he's giving up are just as bad. So again, I ask you, do you want the pitching version of Paul DeYoung? Again, seek upgrades, please. I love it. 
I'm not sure that he is that. But if they want to give it a shot, I'll tip my cap and say, let's go. Hope it works. I don't know why I would tip my cap. That was a weird thing to do. Because you're not really, you know, it doesn't make sense. Anyway, I'm going to move on from that. I want to welcome in Chris Ranji and Amy Marks for us when we come back. I'm going to tease the start of our new show, creatively called The Show, starting tomorrow at 10 a.m. here on KMOX. We'll tell you guys what to expect, and we're going to get to the bottom of this Twitter poll coming up on KMOX. Well, not that long ago, I had my friends Chris Ranji and Amy Marks in here doing Sports Open Line with me. We were talking about all the different kinds of things. Well, um, as it turns out, we'll now be doing this on a day-to-day basis starting tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., Monday through Friday here on KMOX. We have creatively entitled our work together, The Show. Uh, looking forward to getting it started. We got Ranj and Amy joining us on the line for the last few minutes here on Sports Open Line. First of all, you guys, looking forward to it, man. I can't wait to get this thing started tomorrow. I'm uh, super excited. I, uh, I this is like I feel like this is Christmas Eve for me. Tomorrow morning <laughs> will be Christmas morning. I get to work with you'll my think two that until we start people. talking. Yeah, as soon as as soon as Ranj and I start talking, you'll be like, "What did I get myself into?" <laughs> I don't know if I feel like this is Christmas Eve because I thought we were off work tomorrow. So, uh, what you know? What? Why would the you day, think that? The day after Memorial Day? Yeah, I'm joking. Oh, I'm I'm not being serious <laughs> at all. Joke. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, kids. Let's uh, let's do a thing, huh? Yeah, I think we can do that. I think we first before yeah. we we get into that though, and what it's going to be, and all of that stuff. We got to get to the bottom of what's going on with this Twitter poll, Ranj. Yeah, um, yeah. So I threw it out there because you guys probably know I'm I'm kind of known for messing with people, playing minor pranks. No danger. Don't worry. I'm not going to physically harm anybody in any of this. Uh, but I asked, that's reassuring. Yeah, that's yeah, really yeah, yeah. that's good to know. Yeah. Not, no no trips to the doctor. Nothing like that. But I mean, I, I like to have fun, especially early in the morning when everybody else is still kind of mm, trying to get their coffee going. Uh, so I posted the poll asking who I should get first, Ronj or Amy. And 75% of people have yeah. picked Ronj. It's almost yeah. 500 votes, Ronj, in just a few hours. Nice. Why? Why? Oh, it's it's probably uh, chivalry or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know yeah. why. I know exactly why. why. And Ranji yeah. told all of us just a few minutes ago when he tweeted, and I quote. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on. This is a good question, though. Like, I, <laughs> hold on. No. I, 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 this, I, this might need to be a topic tomorrow, let, but go ahead. Go ahead. Let the yeah. people decide. Okay. Why? Why do people want Kevin Wheeler to <laughs> prank Chris Ranji first? Maybe because it's quality commentary like this, and I quote, just finished finished watching Braveheart, and it occurred to me that all the horses in this movie are dead now. <laughs> well, well, it's a few hundred years later, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about the the actor horses. Yeah, not the characters not of the, the horses. Yeah, not the the real actual horses. Because all right, so my understanding is horses live to be between 25 and 30 years old. The movie was 27 years ago. Uh-huh. It takes. It, it, what it takes probably a year or two before a movie actually comes out from one you know it's filmed then it takes a year or two of editing then it comes out right so that's another couple of years mm-hmm. and then you have to imagine each horse was at least two years old in the movie so you're pushing like 31 32 so all them horses is dead well the average horse lives 25 to 30 years but a domestic horse can live 50 what? years. Yeah. Really? It just depends. A lot of life factors. Because as soon as I read that tweet, I Googled how long do horses live. Ah, okay. 
Yeah. 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 Uh, well, I think it's, I got a friend I think it's more than that. I think it's more than that too. I, I think, um, I don't know. I just, I think, I think some of it, Ronj is just, uh, you know, because you were the dude and uh-huh. you know, people like to see dudes punished. Yeah. Right. They don't want to be mean dude. to the girl. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, you know, I, don't, I mean, let's be honest. Like, to me, this is kind of like two brothers and a sister and you kind of, you know, yeah. brothers and sisters still are mean to each other. They fight. Well, yeah. It could just be that people think I got it coming. That's you know? true. I think that's I think, probably that could it. be a thing. Yeah. I think that's a big part of it. I would say that's the vast majority. I also my like my guess think- is it's all your friends, Ronj. Like all your uh. friends, all your friends want to see you see whatever because it is yeah. funny when stuff happens to your friends. It's just not funny when it happens to you. Oh well, I guess it depends on what the it is. But you're right. I love watching other bad things happen to my friends. It's, <laughs> it's, it's great. <laughs> Yeah. It's terrible. It's so not You're you guys. Horrible not, people. Not you. No, I I I like you two. I I want good things to happen. I you. I'm but not my friends lie. are terrible people. I, 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 my friends are amazing people, and it's still funny when fu- something like that happens to them. <laughs> Do you watch the videos where the guys are skateboarding or biking and they flip over the handlebars? Or yeah. Fall off a yeah. wall. Yeah. So that appeals to you? Yeah. Like, no, it's, it's a pen. I wish yeah. I'd known this it's like, earlier. <laughs> It depends. Yeah. Like, are they at the end of it? Are they okay? Then yes, it's hilarious. Okay. You know, if bones are broken, eh, not so funny. But what if it's an injury? You've done something really stupid. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't you feel like you kind of deserve like, it? Like, uh, like, uh, like the dude who put his hand in the lion cage and had his finger ripped off last week. That's correct. Yeah, that's well, correct. That's hilarious. See, I fell yeah. off the couch and broke my toe. That's- I only get hurt doing stupid things. Well, mm. that's not no. That's that's you. Just were you doing something weird to get off the couch? No, I was you... trying to get up, and my foot fell on the crack of the couch, and I didn't know it. So no. when I pulled, my... <laughs> honestly, Amy, that is kind of hilarious. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's okay. There's a difference between something being funny and you also being glad that it happened. Yeah, like, I'm right, not right, right. I'm, right. I, I'm not glad that happened to her, but it just it tracks. You know, yeah. it just totally checks out. Now, yeah. do you guys the, ever do the thing where, like, you hurt yourself and it's funny to you? Yes. Because I think I, I think I inherited this from my dad. Like, every time I get hurt and I'm in, I'm on the ground and I'm like, tears are starting to roll. I start laughing. Yeah. I laugh nonstop through the pain. It's just this weird. I don't know why. I don't know if that's just me. Like, I got a little Joker thing going on, or if everybody does that. Well. It's fun to laugh at yourself. If you can, then you'll never cease to be amused, as the saying goes. But Wisdom. my mom, like my mom, wants to get a life alert for me. You know, she's like, "You should not <laughs> live no, alone." That's hilarious. <laughs> it's not a joke. I just she ran was- twenty-four miles, but I've fallen and can't get up. It's spot on. That is on brand. I did. My foot got stuck in the crack of the couch, and so when I tried to get up, all my body weight went forward, and then I tried to, you know, like swing oh. my leg out, and I went right into the coffee table. All right. Right. You, you- do you know what? Do you know what you really need? You need a baby monitor. Like your parents should have a baby but monitor the video for kind. you. The video kind, where they could just make sure you're fine all yeah. the time. That would be great. That'd be great. <laughs> all right, guys. So we have like 30 seconds. So we start tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. It's going to be awesome. Very much looking forward to it. Any final notes? Anything you can do in 20 or 30 seconds combined? It's all you, Ranj. 
Yeah, no, I, I don't have vote anything. Vote for Ranch. The, the, the whole, sh- whole show is going to be this. Vote for Amy. Goodbye. See you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, it will not be. We will be serious where appropriate, funny when possible, and obviously we'll talk uh, Cardinals baseball and blues and all that stuff when relevant as well, and with the Cardinals, we'll be hitting that every day during the baseball season. We'll see you guys bright and early tomorrow, and Ranj, be on your toes, buddy. Oh, no. Tomorrow! <laughs> oh, no. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning. That's Chris Ranji and Amy Marks, of course. The show starts tomorrow at 10. Ranji will get his around 8.45, just so you guys know. Have a great night. Hancock and Kelly next on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.